There is a time and a place for everything, especially teachable moments. Ask any educator that is worth their weight in gold about teachable moments and they'll tell you that is the moment when the timing is right. If the timing is just off by a minute amount, learning cannot occur. Therefore, it's important to seize the moment at the proper time. Some people are using their agendas for teachable moments at the wrong time. That's what today's show is about. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans. At the top of the show, I talked about teachable moments, and as an educator for many years, I believe I know a thing or two about timing. Timing is everything in order to make sure that we have open minds, open hearts, open ears in order to receive the message that's being given to us. It's vital. And so I have to ask the question today. My listeners have likely all heard the news about safety DeMar Hamlin. He collapsed during the Buffalo Bills Cincinnati Bengals game. During this collapse, he had gotten up after taking a hit to the chest with a shoulder. Can we have intellectual honesty in this conversation today? Can we keep an open mind? And the reason why I'm asking this is because we have a problem right now with people seeing what they want to see. It's called motivated perception. Now, motivated perception has been explored for decades. This is something that when I was studying in my counseling degree in the DSM, it's something that I I read about and I wanted to work on my own bias, my own selective desires, things that I wanted to see. And I would ask my listeners to think of this in terms of why people will often watch NASCAR. You see cars go around in the same track, making left-hand turn after left-hand turn over and over again, unless it's several tracks that have some right-hand turns. But for the most part, it's a circular oval motion, right? But we're watching to see who will win the race. And there is this sick desire in some of us. And I've fallen into this before to be like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be a big crash. Knowing very well that the people in the cars could lose their lives. And I believe it's also one of the reasons why NFL football is so widely uh, taken in and loved and beloved in this country because it's a gladiator sport. And I love my football. I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. You know, the season was going great until Jalen Hurts got injured. Uh, Things have been a little bit rocky with Gardner Minshew as quarterback, but I'm not doing a sports show today. I'm addressing the teachable moments. So it wasn't very long after the injury 
that I was upset because I heard that Roger Goodell and the league had told the team that they could take five minutes in their locker rooms before they were going to come back out onto the field to complete the game. Now, people have argued with me over the past uh, several 24 hours, let's say, over some things that I posted on Twitter. Most people were in agreement when my first post talked about the game should be canceled. But in that post, I also said, after watching somebody die clinically dead on the field and then being brought back with the CPR or an aid unit, that at that point in time, it's time to cancel the game. That life is so much more important than football. And none of those players that saw their beloved teammate go down that way, lose his pulse, need to be worked on for over 20 minutes before being taken off the field by ambulance in an unknown state and condition, whether or not they had seen their teammate alive for the final time. There was no one there that wanted to play football again. And so I posted this and eventually, not because of my post, but because of, I believe, collective pressure throughout the United States and people watching the game, the league finally did the right thing. They called the game. It took way too long for them to call the game, but they finally did the right thing. They suspended play uh, to be determined at a later date what they would like to do. And then it didn't take very long for me to see on social media, the people that started saying that this was the vaccine, that the vaccine caused Damar Hamlin to collapse. And this bothered me because I, I, I want to be very upfront with my listeners from the get-go here. If you've listened to my show, you would know that I have dedicated a ton of time on my shows in order to help educate people about the risks and dangers of the mRNA vaccine. You've heard me have people like Dr. Peter McCullough. You've heard me have Dr. Paul Thomas. You've heard me have the vaccine injured like Susanna Knoll. I just did an episode with the director of Anecdotals. And in all of this, I have been trying to find ways to educate people in order to say that timing is everything, get open ears to listen to the evidence that's being presented. And as I saw everybody last night, as this man was suffering cardiac arrest, and I saw everybody saying, oh, this is what the vaccine does. I couldn't help but think that we all should probably think about when is the proper time to have this conversation. And so I simply just posted before anyone posts about the vaccine in Damar Hamlin, football is a violent sport. Think about your own agenda and the fact a man is fighting for his life right now. There's a time and place for all conversations. And sometimes it's the humility to know the difference. I said, seeing him get hit in the chest and neck, it's most plausible that he received a cardiac injury. This is not to disregard a conversation about vaccine safety. It's simply the call all of us to factually and respectfully approach this situation with integrity and honesty. And that was my post. That was my post that kind of started a, uh, a crap storm in my direction of people saying that I was denying other people the ability to 
have a conversation about vaccine injuries, that I was censoring the conversation. And it wasn't long after that, that somebody sent me a Substack for Steve Kirsch, which was already in my email box. I just hadn't seen it yet, where Steve Kirsch immediately reached out to Dr. McCullough, who's one of my colleagues that I just had on the show a few weeks ago to discuss what caused Damar Hamlin's injury. And I was really put off by this. And I don't know why. And, you know, if, if this episode gets people to say, oh, you know what, Greg, you've lost me on this one. I'm probably not the show for you. I'm really not. I would hope that I'm the show for you. I, I think that this is that teaching moment for all of us to have conversations that are courageous discourse for each of us. But I'm also understanding that if you feel you need the checkout, I understand that. But here's why it bothered me. A man, 24 years old, somebody's son, had just taken a hit to the chest, rolled over. As he stood up immediately, you could tell something wasn't right. One of his teammates, number 30, was staring at him, and he went running to him. He was almost there before he hit the ground, if you watch it back on the replay. And Steve Kirsch, who has done a phenomenal job, phenomenal job of being at the forefront of helping educate people about the real risk of mRNA vaccines, use this as his opportunity to promote his substack and to reach out to Dr. McCullough to get a statement on what could have caused this and to try to relate this immediately to the vaccine. Try to immediately say this. And I have a problem with having somebody who has just died clinically on the field, which clinically I'm saying is uh, the definition here. The heart has stopped. The blood is not moving. That you need artificial means for that to happen. Biologically dead, you know, you flatlined, there's no coming back. But clinically dead, he needed to be worked on. What does that say about us if our first thought is about the vaccine? If our first thing is, I need to promote this and I need to get the team together in order to promote the narrative that I believe fits. And why is it wrong for me to say, can we just pause for a moment before we try to have a teachable moment? Let's think about all the people who will not listen to this message today, tonight in the immediacy of our post. The people that will say, look, these conspiracy theorists are at it again. We don't even know what, what happened here. We don't even have the facts. Well, some of those facts could be what almost happened to me in 2007 when I was covering the lacrosse championships in Baltimore, Maryland. I was standing on the sideline during warmups with John Hopkins on the field playing when a lacrosse ball that was shot came off of the crossbar and struck me directly in the chest. I was fortunate. I was lucky. But I learned that. I didn't know that I was fortunate or lucky in that moment. As I killed over in pain, an EMT walked up to me to check in and make sure I was okay. And one of my coworkers, the same thing. They said, you know, wow, are you all right? You got, you got to keep your head on a swivel out here. And I said, yeah, I didn't even see it coming. I kind of heard a thump and then bam, it, it hit me. And the EMT mentioned, he said, you're very fortunate. You know, this thing, if it had hit at the exact time, this could have stopped your heart. And I remember thinking to myself, what? 
What do you mean? And he was just saying, if you get a hit at the exact right time in the chest like that with a ball, your heart can stop and go into cardiac arrest. And that was a reality check for me. And so the reason why I wanted to talk about timing is everything and why I think that I'm having a problem with what I saw last night and the reaction that people had to me simply stating, can we pause in humility to try to get some facts to try to see things was the ignorance of the individuals that were stating he didn't get hit that hard. Really? Were you the one that got hit? Did you experience the shoulder in the chest from an NFL player? I get that we saw this type of play tens of thousands of times before with no injury. But as was explained to me on M&T Field that day, it can be a freak injury. Now that is not to say that the mRNA vaccines did not play a role in all of this. But when is the right time to have that conversation? Is it while everybody is processing and grief-stricken over what they just saw happen on national television or replaying on Twitter and social media as their friends and family text them and say, you got to see this. Oh my God, this is horrible. Probably not. That's probably not the time to get people to hear your message. It's probably not the time for people to hear that 1,598 athletes have suffered cardiac arrest since vaccination. 1,101 with a deadly outcome. But guess what? There is a time and a place for everything. It's almost biblical, right? We know that there is a time to sow our seeds. That moment was sorely sorely missed by so many last night. It was even the same seeing that one of my other colleagues, Tom Renz, immediately talk about what happened. He said he was barely hit. He collapsed and needed CPR. This was not from the hit. Hamlin collapsed just like so many others that have been jabbed with these vaccines. At Fox News, are you going to report the truth on this? This looks like another Fauci hit. I pray for all involved. This is missing the mark on the teachable moments. And I want to call this out with love to those that are on this network with me, to Dr. McCullough, to attorney Tom Renz. I respect you. I understand the importance of the message of what is being stated. The timing was sorely off. The timing likely separated people from trying to be open with their hearts and their minds so much from what you have to say of facts. You will now be labeled as somebody who wasn't willing to wait until the facts were there. And yes, I know you're not going to find a doctor at the emergency room to blame the COVID vaccine. I understand that you're going to have to talk to cardiologists like Dr. McCullough to talk about the adrenaline response. I get all that. But the immediacy of that moment was a time for humility over hubris. Time for us to pause and to be able to say, all right, we have a teachable moment here about all of these athletes in the world. And so my second half of the show, we're going to cover that. Everyone, 
We got great sponsors here on this network. Healthy Cell. We have the Genesis Fogger HOCL. We have Cofix RX, Clear. All of these products help fund the shows that you hear and keep the lights on. So please visit our sponsors, support them. I myself am a user of the Genesis Fogger. And if you go to www.genesisfogger.com backslash out loud, you can get a discount just for listening to the show and using that code. So go do so, help make your family healthier, your house, your home, your business, wherever you want to use it. I highly recommend it. Everyone, you're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be right back. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulvidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America Out Loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation, that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back, Bold Americans, to the second half of the show. We've been talking about teachable moments, and you heard me kind of discuss why things were a put-off to me last night. It's just, I believe in a time and a place for conversations, and I want to talk about why I believe that it's going to be more difficult to get people to understand the true dangers of the vaccine. If we continue down the trail of our perceptual bias and perceptual bias is basically when what we have as our motivations have a top down influence on what we perceive to be. And so if our motivations in life are to, uh, and these are, I'm going to also say these are pure intentions. Like these are coming from a good hearted place. But it, it it really muddies the water, unfortunately, from a good-hearted place on our intent. 
So if we're working really hard to save other human beings, to make sure that we're looking out for one another, because we see statistics such as the myocarditis stats, we're seeing that there is uh, statistics now that are out there uh, that are showing that there are incidences of young athletes collapsing and dying suddenly just over the last 12 months, not just in the United States, but also in Europe, that these, uh, these are being seen elsewhere. And if we're so focused on that, that we continue to do it, then everything else that we do is now on our perception. So if you're watching the Bills game and you see him go down, that is our perceptual bias to immediately say, oh, we need to talk about the vaccines. I understand it. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be that conversation. I'm simply posing the question. And I participated in a conversation earlier on Twitter spaces about this with a number of doctors. I'm simply asking, when is the proper time to ask these questions? Should we wait until we know that he's going to make it? Should we wait until he passes? Should that happen? Is that the proper time? Is it in the immediate aftermath of that game, in the immediate uh, moments where he's laying on the field to start having those conversations? Because one thing that I know is our eyes can deceive us. Uh, I'm a filmmaker. In case you don't know this, I have my bachelor's in television and film. You've probably heard that I'm a teacher. I teach audio, radio, video, broadcasting, and engineering. And one of the things that I tell my students each year that always gets them to kind of be shocked and open up their eyes, I say, I'm going to teach you how to lie to people because a camera operator always lies to others. We frame our shots to be advantageous to frame exactly what we want people to see. Now, in news media, we're not supposed to do that in a way that impacts perception of news. We're not supposed to film subjects at a low angle or a high angle in order to change a narrative. But we can cut out what is in the background. We can change what people believe. Uh, so, you know, think about <laughs> CNN getting caught years ago when it was during a hurricane. And I think it was Anderson Cooper was in this water. And the camera pans out and you realize all he did was step off into the gutter and stand in this water. But everything else around him was perfectly fine. That was deceptive. It was unethical, right? But it's because they were teaching our eyes to deceive us. And so there is a ton of that. When I was on this Google call, uh, a gentleman in Europe sent me that he is monitoring his own practice where in December 2022, the people that he works with, when they monitored all young people, sometimes as young in five and six, that they had 116 people collapse or die suddenly. Now, this was an update to the 1,226 incidences that he has labeled of young athletes collapsing or dying suddenly over the last 12 months. That was from December, 2021 until November, 2022. And then the additional 116 December of 2022. 
these are stifling numbers. And that is the reason why I understand why people want to talk about Damar Hamlin being vaccinated and the NFL mandating these vaccines for all the players and what's going on. I just don't believe that we're going to have people listen to us in that immediate aftermath, especially when we may have other reasons that this happened. I get you've never seen an ambulance come onto the field for somebody after a hit go down, but that does not mean it's not plausible that this went down for other reasons outside of the vaccine. I just want to make sure that we match reality and our expectations together because again, teachable moments are important that we do so. Also, if you're trying to convince somebody who doesn't believe in this, then you need to be able to see things from all sides. And I think that this is the area where my show and where the dialogue that I try to have between individuals, uh, it's kind of like the uh, best way I could say it, the uh, Patrick Lencioni model. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Patrick Lencioni. I've seen him speak a number of times, met him at a conference and really enjoyed the message. But it's that vulnerable trust and vulnerable love that we even have for those we disagree with. And when we see things from not just our side, but we see why somebody has trusted that the vaccine is safe and effective and we understand how they could get there, then we can approach their point of view in a way that we can strengthen our outcome and our desired result by talking about Damar Hamlin in a way that is more, look, are you aware that there's been thousands of young people collapsing and dying throughout the world and too many people are ignoring it? I did a show several weeks ago where I went through the obituaries in my state of Delaware and found that there was a shocking amount of people under the age of 50 that were dying quickly that, that, that shouldn't be. People that were having heart attacks at the age of 38. And now I don't know if there was drugs involved. I don't know their situation. The obituary is not going to tell me that, but it does seem that there is something that is amiss, right? And so we should talk about it. I'm not trying to censor it. I'm so glad we have courageous voices like Tom Renz, like Dr. McCullough. I think that's important. I just want us to find the proper timing. Timing is everything. Now, also, I believe that maybe one of the things that we find ourselves at an impact moment of is we're not aware of the perception that we are leaving somebody with, with our words. So perhaps that some people that were on Twitter saying this is all about the COVID jab, this is all about the experimental mRNA, that they're not aware of that perception they have to others or the impression that they're making, right? This is kind of like when in baseball, if you have a pitcher that needs to throw a strike, the last thing you want to tell somebody is don't throw a ball because the human mind hears the word do not. And then it's immediately positive on whatever's after that word, do not or don't, right? So 
Instead of don't throw a ball, what they're going to hear is do throw a ball. They don't hear the knots. It immediately changes that negative to a positive connotation. Perhaps that's the impression we're also leaving with other people as we have this courageous conversation. Also, when you're going to have a teachable moment, leave room for dialogue and conversation. I had a conversation on Twitter with my post where somebody accused me of censoring the dialogue that I'm just the same as everybody else. And then they blocked me. <laughs> and I love it. They blocked me and all of their content they put on my wall disappeared. So it made all my responses back look like I was a rambling idiot. That's all right, though. I appreciated it. Um, but when they blocked me, it's just, you know, are we children masquerading as adults or uh, are we really going to maturely try to sit with one another to have amicable conversations in order to have an experience together where we can share? I think it's very important that we bring people exactly to where we are as well as exactly where they are so we can share. And then there's also when people just are irrational, right? And maybe that's part of the blocking. We make excuses constantly. If you're making excuses about why people aren't listening to you, um, perhaps you're the problem. And perhaps we're not being honest with ourselves. So it's important that in that teachable moment, we also look for those that are having a temper tantrum that are unwilling to listen to us. And I've seen that often in my conversations with people that disagree with me. They talk over with me. Uh, they don't want to hear exactly uh, what I'm saying. It's funny. I had somebody write to me recently about a conversation that they heard me have with another person and they picked this up right away. They said that this person refuses to acknowledge anything you say and shoot you down because certain people need anonymity. And it's correct, right? It, don't let people shoot you down if you're right. But just understand that not every moment is a time for you to prove yourself and what you know to be true. In fact, trying to do so can sometimes have unintended consequences. Think about some of the posts that have been going around of disinformation, because disinformation is a real thing, right? There was a doctor, uh, and I put doctor in quotes, Benjamin Eidelman, who has later been seen as a fake account on Twitter. There's no Dr. Benjamin Eidelman alive. Uh, well, there might be one alive, but this guy does not exist as presented. Anyway, he got retweeted for saying that he personally administered Damar Hamlin's COVID booster on December 26th, the day after Christmas. Now, there are a lot of red flags on this post that people should have picked up. But in the interest of trying to prove a point, of trying to educate others to say, see, it's about the vaccine, you've lied to other people. You've lied to other people about what is the true cause of what's happened to them. And that is, we don't know. And it's okay to say to people, you know what, what we witnessed on the field is scary. And we don't know. It could be that the fact of the matter is he took a hit and the electrical impulse went off. That's possible. 
it could be tied to the fact that vaccines have caused this adrenaline response that we've heard cardiologists speak about that are causing people to go into cardiac arrest. It could be that case, but we don't know. That takes humility sometimes to simply use those words. We don't need to be posting things on Twitter in order to get more likes, more followers. If you're posting in order to get a larger following or to increase your clout, please stop. Stop posting. Don't, you don't need to be a Kardashian here when you're talking about people's health. There are plenty of places you can go for resources. You know, I had Jennifer Sharp that did the Anecdotals movie. That's a great movie to watch to understand that there are vaccine-injured people out there, that that is a fact. You can go to the Australian webpage, Our Voices Matter. And Our Voices Matter is a wonderful resource with statistics about those that have been injured, those that have died suddenly, um, those that are still dealing with the fallout of the Australian policies of mandates. Uh, Alan Hashem was on a call uh, with me earlier where we spoke just about what was safe and effective in Australia, where he gave me some of the statistics that I quoted earlier, what he saw. And I'm going to try to uh, bring him on to the show here in the next couple days. He's in Australia, so we got to work out the time zone differences. But he runs Our Voices Matter. It's a great website. Make sure that you check it out, especially if you want to see that this data is outside our country. The data is also in Japan. The Japanese Ministry of Health has stated that nearly 2,000 people have died, and they think that that number could be much higher, that people are falling ill after vaccination, and that they need to start informing the medical institutions. Doctors are saying, you are ignoring the science. This is in Japan. It's a disaster. You spend billions on the vaccine and force people to inject it. Due to the vax, natural immunity has been suppressed. These are real information from doctors. These are things that if you go into a fact check, you can find this is real. That stated, let's stick with the teachable moments. Let's stick with what we can see and prove in the moment so that people can be educated with us. So very important that we teach the correct moment at the right time in order to gain the most amount of truth for people as possible. And we can do that when we lead with love, lead with your heart, trust your message but do so with compassion, empathy, humility to see it from another perspective. I hope I honored your time well today, gave you some food for thought. I am certainly still thinking about this. My central question still remains, when is the right time to have this conversation? I know in my heart that it wasn't in the immediate aftermath of his collapse, but is it the next day? Is it right now as I'm having it with you? We do need to have the conversation, but when is the right time? And I know that's going to be a divided answer, but feel free to reach out to me and let me know. You can find me on Twitter at RealGregBolden. You can find me on the website, AmericaEmbolden.com, or right on the AmericaOutloud.com webpage where 
this show is posted as well as all the podcast, there's a comment section. Feel free to engage. Would love to hear your feedback. That's all I have for you today, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America.